Hey, this is an Ajadi Widya Anne, and this is the Walk With Me series. This is where we get to challenge ourselves to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. We remind ourselves that some people will never see Jesus, but they will see us. So we have to carry ourselves as God's light, as ambassadors, as God's sheep. And God's hand, God's feet, God's eyes, God's ears to the world that we live in. We've been looking at where the unlikely state takes the stage when God picks the unlikely, the Holy Spirit, at the pilgrim's help. And all of this we're doing by looking at the story of Esther as documented in the Bible. Have you noticed? I still haven't been able to title what we're doing. But all of this is taken from the book God's Lady in Waiting. Actually, the story of Esther. There are many lessons to learn in this 12th chapter book. Many life lessons packed into such a short book. And as you study the book, as you read this book, you will find yourself at some point. Yesterday we talked about the help of the Holy Spirit. Today let's look at another help. The truth is in life God positions people to help us. God puts help all over their milestones. There are signals, there are billboards, there are things that would help us, show us the way. I read an excerpt from the book, God's Lady in Waiting, written by Anne Ajadi, and of course, read by Anne Ajadi. This one is titled, Hagar, the God Sent Help. Providence was also waiting in the harem for Esther, Our Lady. As soon as she showed up, she was singled out. Pray, what did Hagar see? What was it about her that distinguished her from the rest? Were there criteria for recognizing potential? If there were, what would the parameters be? All we know was that Esther found favor with him. Let us put our imagination for work, to work rather for a moment. <laughs> At least 400 young girls made it before Hagar. And they were all stunning. They were all in their bloom. So what was not to describe as beautiful? If one were to see them all paraded, it would get to a point you'd be tired of seeing beauty. At some point, they would all look the same. The point here is that beauty in demand cannot be external. Only a discerning heart can locate it. There's something to say for Eager's discerning abilities as he picked out Esther. He must have discerned greatness, heard the voice of providence, and heeded the instructions of wisdom because he did not end up at spotting her. He separated her, put her in a special part of the harem, even gave her seven servants. How did he pull that off? You may want to ask. Did the other girls react to this action? The Bible did not let us into an answer to that those questions, but we can imagine that they noted the act and probably marked Esther down. To separate Esther could only mean she got treatments administered with utmost care. Maybe she even got special lessons on the person of King Ahasuerus. 
his likes, his dislikes, his preferences in women. A guy must have intimidated her about the king's temper and how to handle it, encouraged her and given her hope of not having a short, of having a short at the throne. Did he also tell her about the deposed queen and what she did wrong? Was he able to see through Esther's fears? Did she do an excellent job of masking them? What about the secret her cousin told her not to disclose? Was there a possibility that Hegai could have sensed it? We may never know the answer to all these questions, but we do know that Esther's presence in the harem was being divinely guided. Because there are so many of them in the harem, it was nearly impossible not to have cliques and all kinds of intrigues. Mordecai warned her about comporting herself wisely. He advised her to be focused and always remember there was a reason Providence placed her in the palace. Hegai must have reinforced that as the only report we have of her in the harem. She sought Hegai's opinion and abided by his advice. Since we have no way of telling what it was in Esther that endeared Hegai to her and caused him to extend favor to her, we can only conclude that her God's hand was upon her and the eunuch was discerning enough to understand and work with it. Hear what the Bible says. It says that she pleased him and won his favor. Immediately he provided her with her beauty treatments and special food. He assigned her to seven female attendants selected from the king's palace and moved her and her attendants into the best place. Mark that, best place in the harem. That was Esther chapter 2 verse 9. Hegai was Esther's destiny helper. He made her stay in the harem bearable. Unlike the other girls, she was carrying a secret which made her extra careful. She had to be mindful but she risked letting her identity sleep. When it was her turn to show up before the king, she had to pick out her clothes and her garment as it was customary to do. She thanked Agai and the other eunuchs for their care and expressed their, her absolute trust in whatever they chose for her. The action impressed the eunuch as he did help her with the stuff. It was positive would make her pleasurable to the king. He should know. He had been serving as I had Sarah's Chamberlain for several years. Now to conclude that any girl making the long walk down the king's corridor would be nervous, if not outright afraid, is stating the obvious. King Hasero's temper was no secret to residents of the palace. The last queen got derobed because she would not accent to his ego-driven parade. To know that he regretted his decision, the very next morning was proof that he was a fickle man. That was a man in whose hands the fate of all the maidens laid. They should be nervous and terrified. None of the girls knew what to expect for their night with the king. They just knew it was a chance they had to take. And if it did not work out, life would be forever in the hope of being summoned by name. A guy's job was to make the night easier for the girls. If they got picked, then the job would have paid off. Otherwise, Shazgar's job was to deal with whatever became of the girl that got in the second harem. Let's talk about help. Even in your time of need. Help in your dark moments. What 
at least my own experience has shown, God has never left me desolate. And he's not likely to leave you desolate too. Remember, he promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. He would always be with us. He will walk with us when we walk through the fire, when we go through the storm. He said that he will be with us. He also said that he is our refuge and our strength is our very present help in time of trouble. My dear, I don't know what you're going through now. I don't know what your story is, but I do know that God is there with you. God is there showing you what to do. He's positioned people in your path to show you the next level. As you go about today, I pray that you would recognize these signs that God has placed in your way, that you would Recognize the people that he has placed in your ways. You will see the book. You will hear the voice. You would walk in the path and life will become easier. And I pray that you will walk into providence. Fate will smile on you. Heavens will kiss the earth as far as you are concerned. Do have a lovely, lovely, lovely day, my dear friend. God bless you.